Hey guys, what's welcome, up? Welcome back to the Movie Night podcast. Guess what? It's Movie Night. It's Movie Night. Um, sorry, we've been a little absent the past uh, week, or we didn't have an episode last week. We were both very busy girls, yes. and I went out of town, and Kira was busy with work. Yes, and let's be honest, no one noticed. Yeah, true. <laughs> But we are definitely back yes. and excited to be here. Um, for those of you who have not listened before, which I don't think is anyone, but um, this is the podcast where each week, Kira over there and Sarah over there, we recommend a new movie to each other each week that the other has not seen, mm-hmm. and then we talk about it amongst ourselves. Yes. So we're definitely glad to be back and... Ready to roll. Ready to roll. It's Halloween, or you know, it's Halloween season. It's it's decorate your yard season. I love that. Which yeah, I'm obsessed with. I I just love to see what people do. It's Halloween. I Halloween specifically when people go all out. For it's Halloween. fun. It's so fun. I'm obsessed with it. And then, you know, Thanksgiving they'll put a fucking excuse my language. They'll put a like a a leaf wreath. Yeah, I was gonna say a cornucopious wreath. Yeah, wreath wreath. Wreath. Um, on their door or something, but then Christmas, Christmas. we'll get some uh, some lights and some, some reindeer made out of lights. I saw like I saw someone with like orange like Christmas lights outside, and I was like, yes, it's light season. I yes. love that. I love like uh, driving around the the Ridge neighborhoods and looking at all yes. the Christmas lights. Yes, it's so fun, so exciting. Yeah, I drove by um a very huge house on Childers Road, which if you're a local, you would know. But if not, it's just a road. Um, big house. He, like, two massive, like, probably, like, 12 feet tall, blow-up, like, cats. Like, like oh, wow. You know, like, black scary cats, cat, yeah. black cats, um, like, in front of their doorway. And I was like, yes. I was, like, legendary. Like, so cool. Like, in front of, like, a really big house. I was yeah. like, that looks so cool. The the kids I nanny for, they have, like, three inflatables in their yard. They have, like, um... I love a good inflatable. I think I might have just said it. They have, like, two... I don't know what they are. I can't remember. Like, a pump, a scary pumpkin head and, like, You a, said a wizard? And, like, a wizard or something. <laughs> and then they have, like, a tarantula on cool. the other side. And I told my... I told my nanny lady, I was like, the house is so cute. Like, my mom doesn't decorate anymore. And she goes, oh Neither does mine. Like, my mom used yeah. to... Halloween... Well, so now Christmas is, like, her heyday, but Halloween used to be, like, her fave, and she used to go all out for Halloween and, like, put little gravestones in the front yard and, like, yeah. uh, and we had, like, a skeleton. Did you have, like, webs on your bushes? I think... No, I don't think so. I think Julia maybe used to do that. Somebody did. House. She used to put webs on her bushes. She has little Halloween decorations. She's cute and festive. Yes, for sure. And my mom... I remember my mom used to... She used to have... We used to have, like, those, like, fake-looking rats that she would put, like, on the table in like the living room she's go all out and i loved it see my mom hates halloween i cannot believe that she just like is not here for it she literally has like happy it's always like it was always happy halloween decorations like it was never like anything scary Scary, spooky but i was also like a scaredy cat as a kid and i was a witch for a really long time so what do you mean a witch i couldn't be really anything like scary i don't like it she was like you're not gonna look like a fool (laughs) 
So I um I never really went as anything too scary for Halloween. I don't think well, most little kids don't. No. Um, but my brother did a couple times. He a couple times he went as the iconic scream like ghost, which oh. is just a, that's just a fun. Costume. Do you want to tell him about your little Goodwill find that you didn't buy? I know. I almost bought. I found there was like a ninety nine cent uh scream mask that had like the blood that would like come out from the eyes like underneath the plastic, obviously. So like it, you could just like re yeah you just like squeeze the thing and the blood would just like come down. And I was like I almost bought it, but it was like a, it was like last month or a couple months or like. Something like that, and I just passed it up, and I was like, shit. He should have. I know, I should have. It was, like, 99 cents, and, like, I think I, now, I never was anything scary growing up, but, like, now, I'm like, it would be kind of fun to, like, put on a spooky mask and, like, yeah. creep around. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think that, that that idea to me now seems pretty cool. My brother used to do that. I think, like, when, maybe around, like, preteen, mm-hmm. like, right before you stop trick-or-treating, kids, some kids will get a little spooky with yeah. their Halloween costumes, which I kind of love. Um, cause that's kind of the point a right. little bit. I think, isn't the whole point of Halloween, like, traditionally speaking, like, a long time ago, it was, like, you dress up as a, like, De- something creepy to, like, yeah. ward off the creepy spirits that are supposedly out and about on right. Halloween. Um, which, so that, I think that's cool. Um. Do you have a, a favorite Halloween costume? Um. That you ever wore, either as a kid or as an adult? Well, I definitely, ooh, yes, I have some good ones. Um, I went as, as a kid, I went as Dorothy from, uh... I don't think I knew you in that time. Definitely not. I used to be a Wizard of Oz crazy person as a little kid. That's um, cute. Like, I had ruby red slippers and a little toto and a basket, and, like, I was obsessed. I could probably find pictures of it. I, I probably that. went as that for, like, three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Similar to my brother going as Batman for three years in a row and right. never taking his costume off and right. wearing it year-round. Yes, um, I do know that. Which is adorable. That is cute. Um, but then, I don't... I think... Oh, I... Then, you know, when I was, like, in elementary school, I would do, like, punny... Yeah. Punny costumes. I remember one year I went as, like, 24 karat gold. I remember that. You had to explain to me what that was. I was like, <laughs> I don't really get it. And you carrot were, with a K. Yeah. But it's a pun. I remember, like, I think I had, like, some carrots... Did I have, like, fake carrots, like, pinned to my shirt? And they were, like, gold? I yeah, I think that. I just, like, spray-painted an... Or my mom or my dad helped me spray-paint an outfit gold and, like, pinned carrots to myself when I was, like, 24 karat gold. I remember when we were, like, And then I went as a serial killer that with, like, the year, box and the yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, So that year we were trick-or-treating together. It's the year we went to Julia's, uh-huh. all of us. And, um... I remember that day on the bus being like, Kira, like, what are you being for Halloween? And you just being like, I don't know yet. And I was like, how do you not know? Today is Halloween. That's where the puns always come from, from a last minute Halloween costume, which all of my costumes are last Halloween, yes. Halloween costumes. But then in uh, in college, um, Halloween at my, my, my alma mater um, was a pretty big deal. I know it's not, it, yeah. you said it wasn't a huge it wasn't deal a, at your school. Yeah. It was a pretty big deal at my school. It was like a whole weekend of different parties and stuff, but um I think I went as, um, one year I went as a dragon. I went as Drogo. Dro- oh, yeah. Drogo from Game of Thrones. It was just a little stupid dragon costume. But I remember I got to, like, the party and there was, like, a couple dressed up as, like, John and Khaleesi, like, right. cosplayed. Ooh. Like, cosplayed out looking amazing. And I yes. had a picture with both of them. I love that. And it was just, like, me looking stupid in little, like, dragon ears and, like, a green And this outfit. girl's got, like, a sewn-on wig And on. she's, like, yes, she has, like, a floor-length wig, you know, like, a wig down to her butt, like, super blonde with the braids. And he's got, like, a sword and, like, armor. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. John's, like, full outfit. And I was, like you know who am I supposed to be? And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. 
Um, and then one of my all-time favorites. Oh, I also won as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You did? Yes, my last ho- my last Halloween party or last Halloween at school. I went as RBG, which was a really good outfit. I can show you pictures too. I did not. Maybe know. we should post them on the Instagram. Oh, we should. <laughs> I only um, went one year, so I can. T- I definitely have a picture of my RBG one. It was pretty good. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, and I liked that costume a lot, and it was fun telling people who I was. Yes. Um, and then, uh, and I made a little gavel out of, like, toilet paper holders. Oh, I love that. It was kind of iconic. And then, um, I also went as Big Hero 6. Yes, Baymax were, yes. from Big Hero 6, which that was, was also great. a very good costume. That was a great Or, you costume. know, it was literally an oversized t-shirt and, like, a hat. But it I, looked good. But it, like, looked pretty good, and, like, I was really proud of that one as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a lot. But what about you? Um, as a kid, my absolute favorite one, I remember it was in kindergarten, and I was Mulan. Ooh. And my mom had gotten the costume, like, out of a catalog, and it was, like, this beautiful, yeah, like, like, souped up, like, pink kimono with, like, jewels and, like, all this stuff, and it was, like, long and very very like over the top yeah and I had this like beautiful crown that had like a Mulan on it and it like sat on my little head it was tight I remember but it was so <laughs> I remember I felt so pretty in it and that's amazing I got to wear it to kindergarten and it was the best iconic and then in college I only went out one year for Halloween because like I said it's not a big deal and also like I wasn't really into it and my friends weren't either mm. so we just really didn't do it but senior year we did and I went as Velma and mm. I had a Daphne and that was really fun and I had a really fun. good night that night so Halloween is a good time. Halloween's so fun. I freaking love Halloween. And it's even better when you, like, make it a fun time. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. So. All right, well, are you ready to get yes, into our... Yes, let's get into it. Okay. So, last episode, Kira rec- recommended to me to watch The Shining. Oh, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> yeah, The Shining that came out in 1980, and it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. Um... Everybody kind of knows what The Shining is. It's very iconic. Um, But for those of you who don't know, so a novelist named Jack Torrance, who is played by Jack Nicholson, takes a job as a winter caretaker at the old and isolated Overlook Hotel. Jack brings his wife, Wendy, who's played by Shelley Duvall, and their son, Danny, who's played by Danny Boyle. Danny happens to have this, like, mysterious power known as The Shining, where he has, like, these kind of visions, I guess you could say. Um, on the day that they, that the family arrives at the hotel, that they learn that the hotel was built on an Indian burial ground. Classic. Which is never good. Um. A Native American burial ground. That's, yes, excuse me. That's what they say. No, I, I'm Native American Indian, or Native American burial ground. That's such a classic. Or maybe The Shining started it, I don't know, but that's very, very classic, like, horror trope. Is, like, having stuff being built on, like, a burial ground or something, and then, anyway. Um. And while also they're there, like, you know, getting a tour of the hotel, they meet the cook, who is named Dan Halloran, and he is played by a man named Scatman Crothers, which Creepy I love that name. name. Love it. And he warns Danny about, like, the hotel and, like, the sinister room. Does he have The Shining as well? Yes, okay, I think so, I, too. Because I think Sort of they, remember that. Yeah. So, so he kind of, like, sought out Danny and, like, told him. They were already, like, kind of connected, almost. Yeah. It was weird. Um... But yeah, so he, so Halloran tells him of the Sinister Room in 230, uh, of the Sinister Room 237, 
Um, and as the days in isolation go by, Danny begins to have visions of the past and future as like warning signals. Because they, so, get, they get, there's like a blizzard, right? Or something? Yeah. So like locks pretty, them in? Yeah, yeah. So they're pretty much like snowed in like 25 miles from like civilization, like snow going up the door, like they actually cannot leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they stay in isolation, like Jack starts to like drive himself crazy, the dad, mm-hmm. and he starts becoming more and more aggressive with his family. And uh, his insanity then quickly turns to reality as he begins to act on his insane thoughts. So basically, what happens is like they go up to this isolated hotel for the winter, and like for me, I kind of noticed that like Jack was a little irritable from like the moment you see him interact with his family and like. Before they get up there, you learn about an incident that happened between, like, the dad and Danny, and it's all just very interesting. Yeah. And they're only up there for, like, a month before things start to go, like, bad, and, like, the family was warned about, like, a previous caretaker who had, like, gone crazy and, like, killed his family, and... Because Jack goes up there to be the caretaker. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because it's, like, no one else is in the hotel. Right. Right. And so they they just watch the hotel during the off-season, and Jack's, like, trying to write this novel, and he's, like, aggressive towards his wife when she, like, comes to check on him and is, like, are you hungry? Do you want me to bring you something? Like, do you want me to read? Like, she really is just, like, so nice and supportive, yeah. and he, like, just turns into, like, a dick, like, instantly. Mm. And as, like, you know, the isolation continues, everybody starts to kind of have these, like, visions, and, like, the everyone says, like, you know, the hotel is kind of taking its toll on the family. Right. And, like, they all see kind of different things. Like, you know, Danny rides around on his little tricycle, like, through the hallways. And, like, that's where he starts to see, like, you know, the twin sisters. And they're like, Danny, come, come play, play with, with us, us forever and ever. And then he, like, the vision flashes. And, like, it's, like, them being slaughtered on the ground. Yeah. And, like, he'll have the vision of, like, the iconic, like, blood coming out of the elevator door. And... Jack starts to have these, like, hallucinations where he's, like, interacting with people in the hotel, but there's no one in the hotel except for his family. And so his insanity is probably the worst and kind of, like, like I said, was kind of present when you first meet him. At least I kind of noticed it, but I didn't know if that was because, like, know kind of what happened yeah well i think it's interesting something also that happens or you know even on like those like paranormal tv shows where it's like you know ghost hunters i forget yeah. that guy's name like zach or something i forget yeah, his name. yeah i used to but, watch it all the time yeah he, he'll like go into places and like immediately turn into an asshole mm-hmm. like and then as soon as like and get like really short with like the crew and everybody in there and then like as soon as he leaves like he's like it's <laughs> it's just like interesting that like they you know i think that's a or, I don't know. No. Depending on what you believe, or if you believe in ghosts, or what. I think that's, like, a real thing that people experience sometimes. Right. So I think it's cool that they played up on that. Yes, and it's very, like, you know, they do a really good job of, like, expressing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, the breaking point of... I don't really know what the... Oh, the breaking point of Jack is... He, like, has this, like, conversation with somebody in the hotel at a party and it turns out to be the guy who used to be the caretaker and like he was like oh I know you like you're the person who like killed his whole family and he was like what are you talking about like I've worked here forever and so like that's where he kind of starts to spiral and like the guy's like you know do your duty and like take care of your family he says something along those lines to Jack and like Jack obviously knows what he means yeah and um, I think Wendy goes to check on him and she brings like a baseball bat because like she's freaked out for like yeah. things that happen in the movie and 
she finds like you know his work and like it's literally like 500 pages of just all work and no play makes jack a dull boy all work and no play makes jack a dull boy like, which is like i kind of have goosebumps like which is oh it was like seeing how like many could pay- you imagine no like i think that's such a cool that's another i think that's so cool when like you can make something that's like real right there's no paranormal shit right. involved in that specific scene that happens yeah. but, like that's so creepy yeah like that's so scary and that's yeah. just like something that just like a real person did yeah you know what I mean before I watched it my mom was like you know that's still like that could actually happen and I was like my dad murdering me and she goes no going crazy and I was like already (laughs) am already am it's like well yeah um so then like Jack comes in and I'll get into this a little bit later but they have like this really interesting conversation and Jack's just kind of like yelling at her and making fun of her and being really like condescending and like I think Shelley Duvall has like a very creepy look. She really does. And we'll Which is in- she's so perfect for the role. Yeah, we'll get into her too. Yeah. Um, and then he like threatens to like hurt her, and so she knocks him out and tries to lock him up, and like he gets out obviously, and then comes to like attack his family, and like it gets crazy. Here's Johnny. Right? <sighs> Doesn't he say that? Yes. Which, like- I think it's cool. What? I- Just I keep interrupting, but I think that there's something really cool about our podcast. Especially if, as we, like, start recommending, like, movies like this. Yeah. Where it's, like, there are so many pop culture references to oh, this movie. Oh, I'm gonna get into that today, so too. So many. Yeah. And, like, that Here's Johnny line, the Red Rum line, the All Work, No Play makes uh, twins, Jack a Dull Boy. Like... The twins. The I remember um, there's a SNL skit where, like, I think it, they're making, I think, like, um, Jason Sudeikis is, like, playing, like, a sports announcer mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're, like, doing an ad for Kotex or, like, some <laughs> sort of, like, tampon or pad brand. I love that. And, like, uh, I remember he says something so funny, like, um, f- he's like, oh, like, Kotex for when your uterine lining looks like the elevator from The Shining. And I'm just like, ah! But actually, it's just, like, so many, like, it's good. It's just, like, a... Yes. N- the more you watch, the more, like, the more we watch movies like this, especially, like, the more you'll start to, like, see and understand, like, oh, the sure. references and stuff, and it's so good. You for just sure. feel like you're in on the joke when, like, yes. people make references like that, which is cool. I love yes. that. Um, so, yeah, really towards, like, the last hour of the movies when things kind of start go start to go crazy and get really intense. Um, but the build-up to it, I didn't realize in the moment, but it's, like, very important and very, like integral to the film and like the way that things happen in the end if that makes sense um but yeah that's pretty much what happens so because i don't want to spoil the end for you because one a lot of people have seen it too if you haven't watched it it's kind of crazy and it's crazy and it's spooky and so last week i had said that um your dad told us all about it Mm -hmm. and like i didn't listen and didn't remember anything all of that came rushing back into my head. That's amazing. You like, have such a good memory, too. My dad is obsessed with this like movie. Like, whenever there were things happening in the movie, and I was like, Jim told me that. Jim told me <laughs> that. Jim explains this movie to a T. Yeah, like, he loves this a movie. T. He loves Stephen King. He reads all the Stephen King books. He went, I think, on a work <laughs> trip to wherever this hotel is at. But, like, he went to, like, the hotel that The Shining is based off of, which is called, mm-hmm. the, it's called the Stanley Hotel, and I have a he brought me a little mug from Aww. the Stanley Hotel, and, yeah, no, he fucking loves this movie. Like, there was so much that I didn't know that I already knew, if that makes sense. Yeah, because he, 
Because <laughs> he explained, he gave us a whole he literally, synopsis. He literally read us the book pretty yeah, much. Yeah, basically. And I, like, the memory came back, and I Classic. remember just sitting on your stairs, like, watching your dad, like, paint something in your house, uh-huh. and, like, literally he just told us the whole thing. Probably I, at, like, too late at night. Yes. Know? In, like, middle school. Classic. Um, Classic, Jim. That whole, that whole memory came rushing back, and, like, I remembered that. everything. Like, literally everything he said, I, like, pinpointed, obviously, in the movie. So, like, okay, should I get into, I'm trying to think. I'm not going to get into my comments yet. I'm going to get into trivia. Yay. And then we'll do iconic scenes. So, there's a lot of trivia on this movie. A lot of it is about production. I will say it's not a lot about, like, things within the movie, if that makes sense. It's a lot of, like, exterior stuff. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, 255 facts on IMDb about this movie. Cool, I bet. And, like, the amount of things that I Googled that said, like, breakdown of Shining. Shining explained. Like, please explain the Shining to me. Yeah, I have a friend who wrote, like, an entire paper about, like, the symmetry in The Shining, just on the symmetry of, like, each frame in The Shining. So that, okay, I'll get into that, too. So... This movie was only nominated for the Saturn Awards, which are awards presented by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. Interesting. Um, It was nominated for eight and won four. Wow. Jack Nicholson did not win any of them. What? I think the movie won one and the director won one. Wow. Also, I'll get into Jack Nicholson too, because, wow. So, the famous Here's Johnny scene took three days to film and the use of 60 doors because <gasps> the prop team had made, they had originally created a thin door to obviously make it easy to like break down, mm-hmm. but Jack Nicholson was like a carpenter or something. So he was like, it became too easy for him too to break strong. down. The, yeah. <laughs> to break down the door. So cool. they had to make it thicker. And so wow, that took like literally so long. Um, and also the here's Johnny line Comes from The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And Jack Nicholson improvised that line. Wow. Yeah, and the director is a, he's a British man, Uh and he didn't really understand it, and so he almost didn't keep it in the film. Wow. I did not know that that was a reference to Johnny Carson. Yeah, so Johnny Carson was the host of The Tonight Show before Jay Leno. Right. And then now it's Jimmy Fallon. So, like... Uh, when I told my mom that, she was like, wow. Because I was like, who's Johnny that. Carson? And she was like, the Tonight Show. Right, all of all of our parents are yeah. up on Johnny Carson. He's like a like a letterman or, or in yeah. terms of like how he would bring, it, like show um, like up and coming people. Uh-huh. Like I see, like the Beatles. I think the Beatles, their first, I, okay. this is maybe a stretch. I don't know if this is true, but like I think the Beatles' first performance in America was on the on Johnny, Johnny Carson, Carson show. show. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, like, so like icon. Yeah. You know? And, Here's Johnny is literally probably one of the most iconic scenes, the most iconic, like, photo, like, yeah, uh, like, from The Shining. So the fact that it was improvised, like, that line is very interesting. Because at first I was like, well, his name is Jack, and I guess, yeah. like, J- Jack is a nickname of John, so maybe that's where it came from, but I think it just also shows, like, he's insane. Like, yeah. So. <clears throat> so... Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall have expressed a lot of open resentment against the reception of this film, feeling that critics and audiences created credited Stanley Kubrick solely for the film's success without considering the efforts and of the actors, the crew, and the strength of Stephen King's underlying material. I would agree. Yeah. It says Nicholson and Duvall have said that the film was one of the hardest of their careers. In wow. fact, Jack Nicholson considers Duvall's performance the most difficult role he's ever seen an actress take on, 
while Shelly Duvall also says it was the hardest performance of her life. I literally have goosebumps. Confirm. Oh my god, I see them. They're oh on my, my legs too. Yeah. That's crazy! So, like... Pretty, Not surprised. I mean, like, I could totally see it, though. Yeah, so pretty much Stanley Kubrick got, like, all the credit. Like, and, like the emotion that they portray, especially towards the end. Especially yes. Shelly Duvall, so, like, I totally exactly. get that. And so Stanley Kubrick, like, you were talking about the symmetry. Like, he's known for his, like, shot symmetry. And, yeah. like, I found an Instagram video that expresses that, so we can put it on the Instagram. Um, I'm not a huge Stanley Kubrick fan. He sounds like an asshole. Well, I don't I know. I don't know anything about to his character, but, like, he's done... I don't know any other of his films. So he's done, he did, like, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yes, he did do that. I did not like. I didn't watch it, but I, I know his it's, like... movies, like... I mean, even The Shining a little bit, too, which is why he's... I mean, he's probably a good person for, like, a movie like that. Yeah. Because, like, I remember after I watched, like, 2001 Space Odyssey, I was like, I feel gross. Yeah. And it's not even a gross movie. Like, That's how I felt, yeah. 2001, it's not even, like, a... It's not scary or anything like that, but I was like... Ew. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just gives me, like, a... Ugh, it's very unsettling. And maybe, yes. It's, like, that's why... He's, I mean, he's probably a good choice for this movie. Yes. But, like, I just... I didn't like it. Yeah. I did not like 2001. I haven't seen it. But, um, also, with Stanley Kubrick, he's known also for his repetitive shots. Like, oh, yeah. shot after... Like, they film the same one at least, like, 50 times. Going so, back to one thing real quick. Also, Clockwork Orange, which I might make you watch. Oh, okay. Which is... Also one of his movies, and also very unsettling, and just gross, and in, like, a way that doesn't... Well, to the, I mean, Clockwork Orange is kind of gross, in okay. a way, and weird, and so, just so... So is this movie. weird. Like, and, yeah, it just puts me off to him as a director, but, like, I don't know yeah. anything about him other than the, those th- these three movies that I've seen. So I read that, like, you know, he's he's known for his repetitive takes, and that, like, whoever Jack Nicholson was either married or dating at the time... So that he would literally walk in the door, come home from work, and just crash into his bed immediately and just sleep. Damn. And, like, Shelley Duvall, like, suffered from, like, emotional trauma and, like, hair loss. Oh, from, my God. From filming this movie. And having to, pr- like, I'm sure if, like, having to, if you're doing a million takes, especially of something that's, like, so, emo- like, where you're expressing so, so much, much emotion, emotion and you have to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Ugh, and I like, couldn't imagine. Stanley Kubrick was like apparently like really rude to Shelley Duvall on set and was like you like very misogynistic and was like you're just here to like act dumb and like you know <gasps> scream. Trash. So. Oh okay so. Yeah. Mm. That's where I, I, the asshole part was Now I know from. some about his character and I'm yes. still not a fan. <laughs> um, also back to Stanley Kubrick. So uh, he considered Robert De Niro, Robin Williams, and Harrison Ford for the part of Jack <gasps> And then he also considered Jessica Lange as the role of Wendy. Oh my god, Goose more Goosebumps. Goose more Goosebumps. Could you imagine Jessica Lange? <sighs> she could play crazy she too. She would do good. She could play I don't, I don't, I got, she, I could see Jessica Lange as playing, um, she, uh, Wendy. Wendy, but I don't think any, I don't think, I don't, any of those actors could play unhinged I, like Jack Nicholson I does. totally agree. Jack Nicholson can play I've never seen crazy. any of these other people as, like, unhinged. As, yeah, like and that. like. Jack Nicholson is the perfect person to play. Robert De Niro would play it and just look cool. Yes. Harrison Ford would also play it and just look, like, heroic. Robin Williams is just America's father. So it's just, like, too, And he's just... he's That's, like, the total opposite of his persona. Right. Yes, exactly. So I don't see any of those being successful. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson, I think, did such a good job. Yeah. Like, him portraying crazy. Like, there's this one shot of him where I'm, like... I'm afraid of you, and I don't know how I ever watched a movie, like, a rom-com with you in it. Yeah. Like... That's how you know he's a fucking good actor. He's a fucking good actor. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Legend. Um, and then, this is, like, a little fun fact for the podcast. So, 
all the interior rooms of the, over the, of the Overlook Hotel were filmed at a studio in England, um, including the Colorado Lounge, which is, like, that main room where he types and, like, uh-huh. the stairs and stuff. Um, so, because of, like, the lights they used on the outside of the windows to make it look, like, snowy, they were, like, very intense and, like, the set caught fire and, like, they no had to, way. Like, they were done filming, so, like, they just, like, rebuilt the set. But then they used that set of the Colorado Lounge as the Well of Souls tomb in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. What? They used the same room. What? To create the, the Well of Souls. So the Colorado Lounge was then turned into the Well of Souls for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Podcast full circle moment. <laughs> what? I'm trying to imagine what that would even look like. Yeah, I couldn't, but... That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, they burned it down and then used it for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was like, oh, that's so Ooh. cool. That is cool. And then, finally, so Stephen King, the author of this of this book was very disappointed in the final film. He admitted that Stanley Kubrick's visuals were stunning, but he said that they were very surface level and not they didn't have a lot of substance. And he often describes the film as a fancy car without an engine. <gasps> More goosebumps. Tea, bitch. Crazy. So. What? Isn't that interesting? Which also, like, makes sense. It like, does make sense. I feel like if Stephen King, like, his horror comes from his writing that's interesting because this is gonna be we're gonna have such an interesting talk next week when i recommend i'm i'll tell you now i'm gonna recommend her dr Dr. sleep Sleep. which is the sequel yes long way like the you know 40 years later 40 year later sequel it's gonna be so interesting because i personally really like i think that what he's saying about the shining is achieved in dr sleep Interesting. So I would be interested, maybe you can find it, what he thinks about that movie. Oh, okay, I probably can. That would be cool. Um, so some iconic scenes that I want to talk about that, like, really resonated with me. Um, so another thing is most of the iconic moments in the film, including the elevator full of blood, the creepy sisters, and the here's Johnny line, were never actually in the book. Right. So the sisters weren't in the book? No. And neither was the elevator. Interesting. Yeah. So that's, that could probably be another reason why Stephen King didn't like it, because it's yeah. not very, like you know, accurate. Yeah. Um, and also I didn't really, I didn't really get the elevator scene. Like I didn't really, I didn't know if it just was like a warning for like, yeah. Or just supposed to look creepy or whatever. Um, so one scene in particular that I thought was pretty iconic and like the real, I thought was really cool was the scene where before Jack was crazy, he's looking at, there's a maze outside of the hotel and there's like a, a model of it in the, the lounge that he works in. And he's looking over the lounge, or looking over the the maze, just, like, you know, looking at it. And the camera kind of, like, goes over the model of the maze, zooms in, and then you start to see, like, Wendy and Danny walking in the maze. Right, in the actual maze, which is outside. In the actual maze outside. (gasps) And it looks like, you know, he's watching them walk in the maze outside, (sighs) but, like... I don't know. That shot That's was so cool. That shot was really cool. My dad loves that scene. Isn't it called like a topiary garden or whatever? Something like I that. Think that's yeah. A fancy name or whatever. Yeah. But my dad always talks about that scene where like the garden statues start to, or the garden like the bush animals start to like move. And yeah, stuff. yeah. That happens in the book. Yeah. 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 Um, and then another scene that I really that like really spooked me was. The scene where Jack gives his, like, long monologue to Wendy about, like, how she's so inconsiderate and, like, is condescending and, like, you know, being really aggressive towards her. And, like, the scene where she ultimately, like, the scene ends where she knocks him off the bat. Yeah. That entire scene, Jack Nicholson does not blink 
once. Oh, more goosebumps. And I have what? a video. I have a video of it to put on the Instagram. He does not blink for that entire monologue. What? And I'm and I knew that because I had seen like a post about it, and I'm just sitting there watching him trying to blink. And, and he's you're like, like, "You're crazy." He's like scrunching his eyes and opening up and you know moving his head, and his eyes are just like open. Wow! I was wow, like, wow! Wow! That's ow. crazy. But that yeah. scene was like very intense and like very made me like very much shrivel up because like. She's like, I think, like, Danny needs to go see a doctor. And he'll be like, do you think Danny needs to go see a doctor? Like, very condescending and scary. And like, yeah, so scary. Oh just, my like, God. totally out of reality. But I thought that scene was really cool, especially because Jack Nicholson doesn't blink. Um, and then one thing that is really unique about this movie is that it all of the camera angles and, like, the shots add to the horror, which makes it very cool and, mm-hmm. like, a lot scarier, like... For example, I think the first time um, Danny sees the twin sisters in the hotel, he's, like, in the game room just, like, hanging out, and he sees them for the first time, the camera, like, goes from, like, an out, like, a like a zoomed-out shot of him, like, standing on whatever he's doing, and then it zooms in really fast into his face, and, like, he has this, like, expressed, like, scared face, yeah. and that whole, like, motion of, like, quick zoom-in was, like, alarming. Yeah. I was, like, <gasps> I yeah. was, like, what's happening? I was, like, Ooh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So... I thought that was a really good, like, camera, you know, camera mm-hmm. motion to really add, like, extra emotion to the the scene. And then another, like, shot specifically that really, like, resonated with me and I think really added to the moment in the movie was the, mo- like, the scene where Jack is locked in the freezer and he's, like, yelling at Wendy to, like, let him out. And it's this, like, angle where the camera is, like, beneath him and, like, looking up and you see, like, underneath him. Which is him. such a crazy, like, such a crazy You're like, ah, that's yeah, so scary. Because you're, like, you're, like, you're, like looking giant. Up and, yes. and, like, and his, like, forehead, he's, like, banging on the door and he's, like, screaming. He's, like, sticking his tongue out. He's, like, that Like, literally crazy. Uh... And I thought that camera angle really, like, ex- like showed and captured what he was like he has such like a menacing look when oh, he does don't like, do that to me don't don't do that to me <laughs> because that's what jack Nicholson looks like he's right got, and he's got kind of a big forehead yes and like, so, like crazy uh, stop it stop it right now i just want to tell everyone that all i'm doing is like tilting my head down and looking up <laughs> i'm not here for it don't that's do it so funny um but yeah so that's all like the fun stuff that i really have i've been talking for a long time so i'm gonna wrap it up but this is probably the most iconic movie I've ever watched to date because... Amazing. Of literally, like, from Red Rum to Here's Johnny to the Twin Sisters. Like, everything is still relevant in cinema and also in pop culture. Literally today, today, it's Friday, I was watching a Halloween cartoon special with the kids I nanny, and there was a Twin Sister Shining reference in the cartoon show. Right? I was literally just like... Uh, if you had seen that without watching the movie, would you have known? Probably. Okay, because that's how iconic it is. But like, it's that's still it's still cool. That, like, it's now still you, cool, and I'm now like, you really know. Now I really and I was literally just like, are are you kidding? Like, is this real? Like, am I being punked? That's crazy. I was like, wow. So with all of that though, with, you know, this movie is so iconic, and everybody kind of knows what everything is. Like, I know what Red Rum is, and like who the sisters were, and like Jack Nicholson plays Jack Torrance. With that, though, and also, your like, your dad telling us kind of, like, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, like, what did I write? I think I knew too much about the plot yeah. to really take in that whole aspect like of Like, watching film. it for the first time and being, like... Yeah. Yeah. But that definitely doesn't mean that I wasn't, like, spooked at some time. Th- like, at some point, someone, like, ooh, and yeah, was, like, yeah. ooh, and, like, cringe. The bathtub scene. Rose. Yes, that's a big, iconic one. And then, like, uh, Danny going... 
Creepy. I did creepy. not appreciate that. And I was like, coming from a six-year-old, yeah, no. Little kids can be so scary. So creepy. And like when he was laying in bed, there's a scene where he's like laying in bed after he and he's just like, ah, like with his mouth open, just like not saying anything. His mouth is just open. Just like doing weird shit. Scary. Scary. Interesting. So, but I will say this movie spooked me, even though I knew the whole plot, spooked me. The high-pitched music uh, throughout the entire movie made me want to die. I think it was killing me <laughs> internally. Like, it was painful to hear, but it was good. Right. And, and it adds so much, obviously. Yes, yes, it really does add in the effect of the of the, the scary parts and the horror of the whole film. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to stop thinking about this movie. Amazing. It definitely resonated with me after I watched it. Like, after I finished it, I was like, ugh, like, I don't know how I feel about it. But now, like... I respect it and I appreciate it, even though I kind of knew everything that happened yeah. before I watched it. Um, but yeah, this movie is so iconic and I think we'll stay iconic. Yeah, so, definitely. It's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Okay, give us some Letterboxd reviews. Oh, for sure. For sure. So this person said, um, this is, some people love this movie. People love this movie. They will die no for doubt. it. No doubt. Especially on Letterboxd. Um. Someone said, this I thought was like on brand for me. This comes from someone named Susie Fahrenheit Tepps. She says, why did Netflix recommend me recommend me this movie based on my interest in all the boys, in two all the boys I loved before? <laughs> Weird. And I was like, kind of on brand for Strange. me. So I think this was on Netflix at one point. Um, someone named Eric said, the blood elevator, but it's full of all the nuts I've busted over this movie. <laughs> no. And I was like. No kind of fucking true. way. Kind of true. That's hilarious. And then someone said, uh, yes, I've gotten to that part of quarantine. Like, <laughs> and I was like, true. Quarantine was driving everybody crazy. Yes. Especially me. Um, and then lastly, someone named Shay said, I couldn't even find the Overlook Hotel on either Trivago or Hotels.com. Shaking my head. Fucking rip off. <laughs> so, oh, those are good ones. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I will say my overall rating is a four. Solid four. I think that's fine. It's so iconic, I couldn't give it anything less. Yeah, I so totally iconic. agree. And, like, the respect, respect it, appreciate it, but it doesn't have to be your favorite. It's not my favorite. And, if, like, if you love cinema, you have to watch this movie. Yeah, if you, you have it already. I'm a little late to the game, but it's awesome. It's good, and it's, like, again, like, if anything, if anything, just watch it so you could be in on the references Yes, when people reference it every single day. Because now I, like, I was in it, but, like, I was, like, aware of it, but now I'm in it. Yes, you know? now you know exactly, like, what Red Rum means, what it's about, everything, yeah. And which how is scary just, it actually which is. Which I love. I yeah. love that about pop culture. I love that about movies. Like, Same. I love that so much. Like, um... I'm obsessed with being like, oh, like, yeah, like it's like finding it's like an Easter egg. Like, like literally today when I was you like, know? oh, d- d- uh, yeah, kid it's show. Like, it's like oh, I know that and you don't. Like yeah, talking about literally. your little kids because they don't know. No, and it's like it's like you know something that maybe not everyone knows, which I'm obsessed with that feeling. Right. And everybody who was in this movie did such a good job. Such a good job. So yeah, four out of five. Totally, totally loved here for it. Um, all right, tell me about Adam Stanley Values. Okay. So, last week, um... I said the Adams Family, but I meant Adams Family Values, and I expressed that by saying Joan Cusack was in it. Yes. Um, so, for those who don't know, the Adams Family Values is a sequel mm-hmm. to the original Adams Family movie, which came out, I believe... I think it was, like, 91. I think. Let's double check. I stay Adams. giving Kira sequels, not knowing their sequels. <laughs> so, the Adams... So, there's actually... a 
I was going to say F again. Let's try not to. There's a ton of Adams Family movies. So there's um, the original Adams Family movie with like, that's a, se- a prequel to this sequel um, yeah, that I'm going to talk about. That one's from 1991. Um, Adams Family Values, which is what I'll be reviewing, is from 93. Then there's new like animated ones. Yeah. Uh, there's Adams Family um, 2019, which had like... Charlize Theron and Chloe Grace Moretz, they do the voices. I think Finn Wolfhard's in it, too. And uh, Oscar Isaac, also. And then there's the Addams Family TV series, which was on TV from 1964 to 1966. And then there's Addams Family Reunion um, from 1998 um, with with a different cast of people, I believe. And then there's Addams Family 2, the other uh, animated one from 2020, which is coming out in 2021. Oh. Chloe Grace Moretz and all those people, uh, Charlize Theron in them, and then there's the new Adams Family, which was another TV series from 1998 to 1999, and then there was also an animated TV series called The Adams Family from 1992 to 1993. What a franchise! Like, isn't that insane? There's probably more. That's just the first thing that comes up when you search the word Adams on IMDb. <laughs> there's literally probably more. It says more results. I'm it's just, bigger than the first. I'm just franchise. not gonna click it. Um. So. But yes, of course, the one we will be talking about today is 1993's Adam's Family Values. Um, it is an hour and 34 minutes long. And da, 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 da. let's talk about the plot. So basically, um, the movie picks up as um, a baby boy is added to the Adams Family household, a new baby boy who will be the younger brother to Wednesday and Pugsley Adams. Um, but when he's born, um, Wednesday and Pugsley, they kind of hate him. They don't want another kid. They're not excited about the new kid. They pretty much just hate him. How my siblings feel <laughs> felt when I was born. <laughs> so basically they plot to get rid of him one way or another and, you know, come up with all kinds of schemes and crazy stuff. Um, so their parents, uh, Morticia and Gomez Adams, um, are looking to hire a nanny for the new baby. And they find a new nanny. Her name is Debbie. And uh, basically, like, we find out that Debbie, the new hired nanny, is she has, like, a plot to marry Uncle Fester, mm-hmm. who is Gomez's brother, brother um, because he, I guess, has the family uh, fortune. fortune, is in his name, I suppose. So her plan is to, like, make Fester fall in love with her and to marry him and then have his money and then, or have a claim to his money and then eventually murder him and take all of his money and get out of the marriage like that. Um, so that is essentially the, um, the plot. Um, and then the Adams is basically the, the resolution is how they plan to stop Debbie and that kind of thing. And then, you know, hilarity ensues and whatnot. Um, but yes, so the cast so we have Morticia Adams, who's played by Angelica Houston, mm-hmm. who also played... I mean, most of this cast is from the first movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Angelica Houston playing Morticia Adams. Uh, Raul Julia, who plays Gomez Adams. Icon, in icon. my opinion. Both of them. Both of them. Angela and Raul. Fucking icons. Yeah. Um, and then we have Christopher Lloyd, who plays Uncle Fester Adams. Um, we have Joan Cusack playing Debbie Jelinski, I guess is her last name, uh, the nanny. We have Christina Ricci playing um, Wednesday Adams. We have Carol Kane, who, if those of you who don't know, she plays uh, she plays Lillian from uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I didn't watch that. 
You never watched Kimmy Schmidt? No. Oh my god, you should. It's so good. But anyway, she's in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and she looks crazy in this. She, this is the perfect role for her. Is you... she the mom? Like, the, the grandma? In Kimmy Schmidt? No, no, oh, no. no, no, Yeah, she looks like a hag. Yeah. In the Addams Family Values. Okay. Like a straight hag. She is the grandma, I do believe. Okay. Um, And an interesting... I'm just, I'll just preface with this interesting piece of trivia, but... In the in Adams Family Values, Carol Kane is playing the grandmother and the mother to Morticia Adams, mm-hmm. and she was Carol Kane was one year younger than Morticia, but really? they have her in so much, much makeup, makeup to look like so haggy. I love that, which we- is crazy. Um, and then we have some kid named Jimmy Workman playing Pugsley, and that's about it. There are two little twin baby girls, uh, Caitlin and Kristen Hooper, who both play Pubert Adams, which is interesting. The new baby boy mm-hmm. in the family, and that's about it in terms of the cast, um, in terms of like the big players. But uh, the movie's directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who I do believe directed the first. First, yes, he did. Um, uh, uh, let me let me fact check that real quick. I bl- I'm pretty sure he did. Probably. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, let's get into. Oh, he did direct the first one. Okay, good. And I have an- another interesting piece of trivia that just has to do with the director, so I'll bring it up now. But basically, I believe at um the studio that they filmed the the like the idea to make this. To make the first Adams Family movie, and therefore the sequel, which I'm talking about now, um, like, the studio heads were all in the car, yeah. um, along with the director and, like, a bunch of other people, and they were in the car, and someone's son, like, some direct, like, famous- some kid. Some head of the studio's son was in the car, and he was just, like, mindlessly singing the Adams Family tune. Oh. And, like, started singing it, and then everyone in the car, like, children and adults alike, joined in and started singing the song, like, pitch for pitch, note for note, word for word, like, perfectly- Everyone was in on it, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're making this into it." Like, I love we're making that. this into like several movies. It's like when we sing hairspray in the car. It's like, should we do our own rendition? Yeah, and it's like I, that's so cool because it's just like that I mean, is like, cool. They saw. I think I don't know. Like I'm not a huge sequel person, but like in that sense where it's like we're all. It's just like a family favorite. Like everyone likes it. Yeah, you know, like let's just do it. Like I think that's cool. That is cool. Um, but yes. Um, so. Let's get in to some more trivia. Like I said, the plot is pretty simple. Um, it's really just the classic Adams Family family that right. we all know and love. Yes. Um, and their antics. And then this additional plot in which uh, the nanny is trying to like gold dig her way into the into right. like a marriage so she can steal the fortune. And along the way, um, Morticia and Gomez Adams send... Uh, the kids. Pugsley and Wednesday away to summer camp to, like, get them out of the house. Um, and... That camp pre- was ridiculous. That's pretty much the it. The camp is so the camp, funny. the camp is good, yes. The camp scenes are pretty freaking good. But, yeah, so I have some trivia. Okay, lay it on me. Um, some of it is... So, after the movie premiered, um, this is the first movie, and I'm guessing the second movie. Again, this is a little bit... I just thought this was really sweet and wanted to say it anyway, even though it's kind of about the first movie. But children would frequently recognize uh, uh, Raul Julia as Gomez Adams out in public, which, according to him, always brought a smile to his face. Julia stated that Gomez Adams was by far his favorite role, and his family said that this recognition that he was receiving on the street from people and children was, like, especially meaningful to him in his, like, final moments of life because he really loved performing for children and making them happy. And I was like, oh, I think that's so sweet and amazing and rest in peace. Um, 
But yes, so another interesting piece of trivia just about the Adams family in general, but the name Wednesday is a reference to a line in a, in the Mother Goose poem that says Wednesday's child is full of woe. Oh. So I'm, I guess it's I I guess it's referencing the day of the week like Wednesday's yeah. child is a, is full of woe. And I just find that super interesting. I think her name is cool. That is interesting. Her name is cool. Um, She's cool. She is cool, yeah. But some more interesting facts. So in order to gain Morticia's figure, like her dress is like skin tight and her figure is kind of crazy, like She's very long. Yeah, very slim and thin. Yes, so in order to achieve this Morticia figure, Angelica Houston wore a metal corset. Ew! A metal corset. She also had to get gauze eye lifts, which I don't really know what that means, but I'm guessing that's like a, a special effects makeup Ew. way to like snatch the face a little bit um a metal and she had to have like neck tucks <gasps> and like and to get like fake nails daily and she told entertainment weekly that come afternoon i could be prone to get a really good headache from my various bondages because i couldn't lie down or rest and it was barely exhausting ow in a metal corset in a metal corset. I would rather die. And then I they, would they rather die. To make, this is crazy, to make her eyes look more slanted like the original Morticia, the makeup artist had to attach strings <gasps> with like special effects, like they call it gum, but I think it's just like sticky Yeah, sticky, sticky stuff. like putty. They had to attach um, strings with like putty to the corners of her eyes and anchor the strings to the back of her head. She really was snatched. Like snatched and like having to walk around and like act with that with my eyelids being pulled back that's crazy oh wow what a what a what a warrior but yeah crazy what a tough woman insane um also there's something super interesting this is also in the first movie as well as the second but um morticia adams is always lit like yes separately than the rest of the characters in the scene yes she always so every time she's in a scene there is a like a beam of light across her eyes yes and it like slowly, it gradually like fades outward, but it always starts on her eyes yes. and then fades outward to like um, enhance her classic look, which I think is so cool. That's one of my favorite parts about like her character. So cool. She literally like gets like her own like, like light. special lighting. Yes. So cool. Um, but yes. Uh, I love that. I think that that's it. Oh, this is interesting and I did not catch this, but uh, apparently when Wednesday and Joel, who's like the nerdy kid at yeah. camp that they kind of have a little like love situation going on with, but when they first um, see each other for the first time at camp, Pugsley is a- supposedly in the background trying to hang himself, <laughs> which is crazy and I want to watch it again so I can see that. I love that. Um, I love how like they have like like, they play with, like, guillotines and, like, you know, cannonballs. Yeah. Like, Pugsley and Wednesday. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so... I love them. And then, um, I think... Oh, also, when... In the very, very beginning of the movie, when Morticia is giving birth, the, her hospital bed is shaped like a coffin. Oh, really? Apparently! I missed that, too! I never yeah. noticed that. Apparently, her hospital bed is literally shaped like a coffin. Which, I lo- again, I want to I wanna rewatch so I can see I that. love when, uh, like, uh, what's his, Gomez is like, are you in pain, my love? And she's like, yes, it's torture. And she, like, is loving it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. And I'm I like, it's that. so good. So good. Um, also, um, this is just something interesting that I noticed while I was watching, but I wasn't 100% sure what it meant. But but throughout the movie, Gomez and Morticia, as well as Joel and Wednesday at camp, they refer to each other as Caramia yeah. and Moncher, yes. which is basically, they're saying the same thing in different language. Caramia is 
the feminine form of my darling in Italian, and then yes. mon cher is the masculine form of my darling in French. So I think that the man, a man saying to a woman, you would say cara mia. Yes. And then if you were saying it to a man, you would say mon cher. Yes. Which I just find That's cool. That's sweet. Yes. I love when um, Joel says it to Wednesday. I know. And she's I was like, like oh. how did you know that? <laughs> Um, I think that that is all the, the trivia that I have, but, um, that part is really cool. Some iconic, uh, some iconic scenes, obviously all of, almost all of the camp scenes. I mean, the camp yes. part is my favorite by when they, far. When they, uh, they capture the two camp counselors and they're rolling them over the campfire. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, good. Those guys sucked. Um, I'll like the. <laughs> it was like you could just tell it's like it's such an early 90s movie yeah like uh when they're all at camp and like um i don't know like basically the camp counselors make all like the pretty white girls yeah into like the pilgrims and then the, like the native americans are played by like the outcast the kid in the wheelchair and yeah. like the one black kid at camp and the one asian kid at camp and like the guy with the giant glasses and like yep. joel who's like has a bunch of allergies and like yeah. is Jewish and like Wednesday and Pugsley who are goth. Yes. <laughs> and um, you know, and so like but like and I just I was like, wow, this is so early nineties because like she's she's like she calls like the Asian kid like Yang or something. Uh, and, and then like she can't pronounce the name Jamal. Oh yeah, that was bad. And I was like, oh God. I, I was it. like, this is making me uncomfortable. But like I think that's I mean, you that's know That's like the point. That is the point. And like the point is that this that the the Native American squad of young outcast kids get to like fight back get to fight back and get to like then she gets to explain that like the truth about the native americans and that part's really cool yes i do love that part i pretty i I would assume pretty progressive for the 90s considering yeah we learned in school not in the early 2000s that um you know because columbus was a hero yeah and the pilgrims yeah, yeah exactly yes but yeah the camp scenes were all amazing and like and just, I think, you know, Wednesday is obviously, obviously Joan Cusack did an amazing job. And first of all, she looked so hot. She's such a babe in this She's movie. She's such a babe in this movie. Like, so, so hot. <laughs> Super hot. And so she did such a great job. And she played, like, her costume. I know. So, okay. Another interesting, I should have said this earlier, but um, they were, um, oh, I got to double check if they won, but they were absolutely nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for, um... Costume designs. Oh, I love Let that. Let me double check and see if they won. I think they did. Um, no. Wait. Okay. So they were nominated for an Oscar, though. They were nominated for best art direction and set decoration, but they did not win. I really thought that they won. What are the odds of the? Oh, odds? you know what? I think they won costume because earlier in today while I was researching, and by researching I mean looking at my phone two seconds before we start recording. Yep. But I was accidentally looking at the first. Oh yeah. And I think they won an Oscar for the first one. Or they either won or were nominated for Best Costumes in the first one. Oh, okay. But this one they were nominated for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration, which I totally agree with. What are the odds that, like, The Shining isn't nominated for an Oscar and freaking Adam's Family is? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Um, but yeah, uh, and then the people, I think also in the first movie as well as, um, the sequel, it was always Angelica Houston who's getting the nominations. Yes. Which... As she deserves. As she deserves. Like, she kills that part. Like, she is Morticia Adams. Yes. Um, but, of course, no one... I mean, like, everyone is snubbing Joan Cusack because, like, this is such a good role for her. And, like, I love seeing her in this, like, yeah. like rich this, lady. In this, like, very feminine. But also, yeah. like, crazy role. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. 
awesome. Yeah, so that was great. Um, I'm trying to think. All the camp scenes were amazing. Joan Cusack was amazing. Morticia was amazing. Gomez is amazing. Their like, love for each other is yes, so cute. Yes, Gomez and Morticia, amazing. Um, but let me think. I think that's all I have to say, really. Mm-hmm. But um, my thoughts... Um, definitely a good time. Very entertaining. Um. Funnier than you think. Definitely funnier than I thought, but still very, like, corny. You know. But not cheese, just corn. (laughs) Okay, whatever that means. Um, definitely corny and, like, very, like, uh, physical comedy, which isn't always my favorite, but, you know, it works sometimes. And it was like a, it was like a PG-13 family comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. For the whole family in the early 90s. So, like, and, like, in that situation, like, I think there is something for everyone, which is very cool because, like, there is still, like, I love the part where, um, I think, I don't know where they are, but some little girl is trying to explain, like, how she was dropped off by (laughs) a sword. And then, like, this seed was planted and, like, in a flower patch and then the baby, like, showed up in the flower. And, like, she's, like, really, Wednesday looks at her, like, really because, um... She says, like... She goes, our parents had sex. Our parents had sex. And then, like, the whole... There's a whole, like, you know, a whole situation surrounding um, Joan Cusack's character and uh, Fester. Like, when they have to have sex because they're married and, like, she's faking it because she's just in it for the money. And so, like, I don't know. I I think that's cool how it's, like, definitely fun for the whole family. Like, you know, everyone... Anyone can watch it and, like, enjoy it. Especially because it's so... It's, like, amazing to look at with the costumes and everything like that. Um, and just, like, the char- raw characters that are in it. Yes. Also, the puns are amazing. Yes. Like, there's one point where I think, uh, after the wedding, maybe, after Debbie Vivian. and Fester's wedding, um, the baby, the new baby is, like, hungover, and he's, like, wearing glasses. Yeah. And, like, Gomez, like, puts, like, he puts vodka and an egg, cracks an egg, and then he puts, like, Worcestershire sauce and like, a baby bottle and, like, shakes it up. And instead of saying, like, hair of the dog, which is, like, alcohol, you yeah. know, he says hair of the pup. And, like, yes. this is the baby. Like, there's so many, like, little puns like that, which I'm obsessed with. Yes. There's a couple other lines. Um, I love when, like, the, the family's cursed after, like, Fester leaves. And they're like, oh, blonde curls and rosy cheeks, not in my house. I know. And then, like, God forbid he grows up to be a lawyer <laughs> or, like, an orthodontist. But yeah. So funny. So I'll get into some letterbox reviews real quick because a lot of them contain some of my favorite quotes too. Okay. So um, this first one, this first review is for somebody named Kayla and they're talking about how um, when the baby's first born. And so they say, it's a, is it a girl? Is it a boy? And um, someone asks Gomez, the dad, like, they're like, Gomez, what is it? And he goes, it's an Adams. Yes. Which I am just obsessed with that line. So The baby comes out with, like, a little mustache. Yeah, and it says in this review, it says, exactly, Adams family, no genders, just goth. Yes. (laughs) Which I just think is so cool. I love that. And then um, this next one comes from Susie Fahrenheit Teppies. Oh. Did she review The Shining? Yes. She must have a lot of top reviews. Oh, wow. Interesting. But she, um, her, she just quotes this one part where uh, someone asks, where's the baby? And Wednesday goes, which part? Like, oh, yeah. Like, as if she t- yeah. tore the baby apart or something like that. Where's the bebe? Um, which part? Which part? Uh, so iconic. Someone named Ham Fruitcake uh, said, said that I get the joke is that the Adams family are essentially the gothic antithesis 
to the American, like, standard nuclear family. Yeah. But at the end, they're pretty freaking loving and supportive and hilarious. Oh. And I totally get that. Like, they're so sure. family-oriented. Like, when Debbie tries to take Fester away, they are not having it. They're like, we need Fester. And yeah. Like, the kids, the t- Wednesday and Pugsley are like, we don't, we do not hug yeah. in this house. But as soon as they get Fester back, like, they all go in for the yes. hug. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Yes. Um, and then... And, like, they were so, more? like, before they found out Debbie was crazy, they were very, like, supportive of it. Do you know? Yes. I recognize yes, totally. that. And um, I have, there's maybe a, one more, or two more. This one's from Betty, and this is a quote from when they're at camp, and uh, Morticia says, Wednesday's at that very special age when a girl only has one thing on her mind, and the other mom says, boys? And she goes, homicide? <laughs> I'm like, yes. I love it. Someone named Calvin says, Gomez Adams has the biggest dick energy ever. True. Agreed. Someone named Sarah said, rewatching this while getting rid of all my pastels. Oh my god. Which me I love that. Turning me into a goth. Obsessed. I'm kind of a goth though. Not really. I um, just like all black. But who doesn't? Oh, and then this is my last one. This is from somebody named Nina. And they're quoting uh, Morticia as well when uh, they visit Debbie and Fester. And Morticia says, you've got her under some weird sexual spell. I respect that. <laughs> yes. I, I love that line. Yeah, which is so good. So, overall, I would probably give this movie, hmm, I don't want to say three stars, maybe three and a half stars. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's like, it's a cute family it's fun a, movie. It's a cute family, it's a family movie, which like, again, we, if you don't know by now, like, those movies tech are not usually my favorite. I like a good, like, hard hitting, I don't know, like, I don't know, family movies aren't, don't always do it for me, but like. I mean, this just has so many good parts. Yeah. Like, it just has such good... It's such a spooky season, like, such must good watch. Quotes, mm. Such fun, like, so good to watch. Like, such yeah. good visuals and such good quotes and, like, little jokes and stuff. It's it's a fun time. It's a good time. And, uh, like, if it would maybe just be, like, the some of the corny, like, again, like I said, like, physical comedy, like, at the yeah. end when the baby's, like, zooming around oh, the house. Oh, being, like, literally ejected around the house, yeah. Yeah, I was like, eh. I was like, I could fall asleep. But, like... But oh, but otherwise, like, I think it's so good, and the cast is amazing, and the characters are so, like, so solid, and yeah. it's, like, impossible not to like the Adams Family, just in general. I had to make you watch it, because you were Wednesday for Halloween Yes, yeah, so I year. did go as Wednesday oh. for Halloween, for sure. I remember, I used to, I think I used to watch, like, the old TV show sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know how, because it went off air in, like, the early 70s yeah. or the late 60s but maybe my pa- my maybe my parents used to put it on it was sometimes. probably like on reruns like, or yeah it was time. on like tv land or something yeah. like that actually it probably was i bet it was yeah because i was like i don't know why i remember this and a fun piece of trivia about that because that movie was or that show was filmed in black and white i'm not sure if by that i don't think i think by that time we all had color um color tvs but like uh or a lot of people did color tv existed so it could have been filmed in color although i do think that you know filming in black and white definitely adds to the the spooky adds to the spook adds to the um like the overall feeling of the show but it was all i learned i i don't remember where i saw this probably on twitter or something like that but basically the whole set was in like various shades of pink no way. Yes. Pink. I don't know if there were other colors, but I know it was a lot of pink. And In the black because, and white version? Uh-huh. The actual set was, like, very pink. I Maybe we can put some pictures on the Instagram yeah. of the actual show, but it's because, like, you could get way more shades of stuff. Like, you, oh. you would see way more, like, different shades of black and white. Okay. Um, On the screen, like, 
you know, in the post, <laughs> rather you know, than with rather white. than just rather than with just using like black different shades of black, like so they use like different shades of pink, which I think is really cool. That is cool. Um, and I will see if we can put that on Instagram. Yes, but um, but yes, very good, very fun. Again, like would I rewatch it? Probably not unless it was like on cable and I sat down, which I never watch cable. True. Um, but yes, super good, super fun. Love the jokes. Love the costumes characters everything like that well that's all i want for you it's a good vibe it is a good vibe but yeah i'd probably give it like i mean a three and like i say that with the utmost respect yes you know um but yes um so let's talk about our recs for next week so you want to say yours first yeah sure so i said this already but i think i really want since Sarah just watched the shining i'm going to recommend her dr sleep which is the sequel the 40 year like later sequel to the shining and i saw it recently in theaters with my dad he was there um he read the book and then we went and saw it together when it came out but i am super interested in like i want hopefully sarah can find some good yeah um i'm interested to do some good research about it too because i would love to hear what um stephen king has to say about it and all that because i really liked it we'll get into that later we can talk about it but i'm excited for that i'm very intrigued and i think it'll be a good conversation to have um i think so too and it's yeah it's just good to do the sequel in succession to the prequel right you know the original for such an iconic film yes so sarah i'm giving you doctor sleep i'm ready for it all right and i'm going to make kira because i actually can't believe that i have seen this movie and that you haven't which is very interesting it is interesting i'm going to give kira the uh, another iconic halloween movie beetlejuice never seen it i think you're gonna like it a lot i'm very excited our girl winona's in it and i think i think Catherine o'hara's in it (laughs) (laughs) you're just I just choked on my own words. Literally. Um, but yes, I thought this for me is probably a little bit like the shining for you. Like I know a lot of the references. I know, yeah. you know, the iconic black and white striped suit. suit and the yeah. green hair. And I know that I think it just went out. It was on Broadway for a while. Oh, I think. Yeah. And I think it did well. I don't, I'm not really sure, but I know some of the references. I know Winona has those like spiky bangs. Like yeah. I know more about, I guess the looks in terms of that movie and like the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice yeah, part, yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's the extent of to what I know. I've never seen it otherwise. So yeah. I'm very excited. Um, um, I think you're gonna like it. It's cool. It's a cool film, and uh, I think Alec Baldwin's in it. Alec Baldwin's in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Speaking of Catherine O'Hara, I watched the uh, the Shit's Creek little documentary thing oh. on Netflix. It's very good. Oh, I'm gonna watch I it. I cried. Then. We both what we both just finished Shit's, Shit's Creek. Creek. And also, wow. I cried during the ending of that, yep. and I cried during this little documentary that they did. It was really good. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. But anyway, that was just a random aside. But yeah, so next week is Halloween, and so Kira is going to watch Beetlejuice. Yes. And I'm going to watch Dr. Sleep. Amazing. Very excited. Very excited. Can't wait for it. All Um, right. Bye, guys. Follow us on Instagram. It's called It's Movie Night Pod. Check it out. Love you. Bye.